Welcome to the Business Extra. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, the National's Assistant Editor-in-Chief here in Abu Dhabi. Thank you for being with us. We're going to talk to LinkedIn's global COO, Dan Shapiro, in a moment. Before we do that, if you like this show, please do subscribe. If you're on YouTube, ring that bell. Well, I'm very happy to say that joining us uh, from Dubai down the line um, is Dan Shapiro, LinkedIn's global CEO. Dan, thanks for being with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So it's a good time to catch up with you. Um, and uh, one of the the first topics I thought we could get into, um, especially given that it's quite a, a dynamic period, both on the upside and downside for the tech sector. Um, you, you know, what what are you thinking in terms of what young professionals or young graduates need to be doing to get ahead in, in, in sort of working and employment and their careers in the tech sector these days? I know it's a topic that's very close to your heart. So uh, you've probably got some really good insights given that you've, you've been with LinkedIn for some time. I do. And thanks for, thanks for asking. I think one of the things that I've been fortunate enough is that LinkedIn is really a platform for economic opportunity. And so we get to see data about what is shaping the careers of professionals around the world. And drawing on my own experience, I think that it's very easy to acknowledge that in many places around the world, we're entering into a new phase in the business cycle. Um, different markets and in different industries are facing greater headwinds than they have over the past year. And I think it's very easy to have that change how people are thinking about our careers. However, you know what I've experienced over the long arc of my own career is that there are two things that tend to unlock opportunity for people over time. Um, the first is investing in skill building. And there's a lot of data to show that increasingly digital skills in particular continue to be in incredibly high demand amongst employers. And at the same time, investing in relationships. Um, I don't know if you're, what your experience has been, but my experience and many of the people that I speak to, they talk about how um, opportunities get unlocked for them in large part because of people that they've worked with that have had positive experiences. And so my advice to anyone starting a career or trying to further their own career is to be very deliberate about what skills they want to build and what relationships they're going to invest in to help build opportunities for themselves over time. And then I think, you know, one of the great insights that I've learned from LinkedIn's founder, Reid Hoffman, he wrote a book called The Startup of You, uh, almost, I think it was more than 10 years ago. And one of the ideas that he brought forward is that people should think about their careers much like companies think about their strategies. And so what makes a great strategy for a company is to have a plan, but also to be open to opportunity and change. And so for anyone listening that's thinking about how to make the most out of 2023 in your career, I think having an idea about how you want to invest in your career, but also being open to the idea that something perhaps that you didn't plan upon might come your way. And it's great to take a look at each opportunity and whether that makes sense in the given moment. You mentioned thinking of your career strategically, almost like you're a company with a with a business plan or an outlook. And that springs in my mind a couple of points to touch upon. The first is, um, you know, given that maybe similarly to 20 years ago with the dot-com bubble, it's not exactly um, you know, a fast growth period anymore for tech companies that we're moving into. And so someone who's got their eye on a career there, they shouldn't be disheartened, right, when it comes to thinking about that. If you're strategic, you've got to have a plan for the downtimes as well as the, the good times. Uh, it is true that we are entering into a different phase of the business cycle. And my experience is that 
Uh, the UAE specifically is weathering that moment much better than many other markets around the world. Um, but that being said, while while many tech companies are facing headwinds, one of the tr clear trends over the past decade is that every company is becoming a tech company. If you look at what happened during the pandemic, whether you were a restaurant or a manufacturer or a retail organization, you needed to accelerate your plans to digitize. And what that meant is that every company increased the hiring that they were doing of technical skills. So as much as the tech sector might be facing headwinds in some places, by and large, there remains a very big gap between the supply of digital skills and the demand for those skills in markets around the world. So if you're someone that enjoys technology, I think you um, investing in those skills are likely to be very successful for you over time. And the second point um, it reminded me of something you've said in the past, which is that your experience at LinkedIn was that they um, really singled out talent and really, really doubled down, if you like, on talent, um, not necessarily at the highest level, um, but even at the middle level and lower because they knew if they got the right people at the right time, then they could grow with the company. And 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 I guess from the flip side, if you're if you're looking for that opportunity, is that the kind of environment you really need to be seeking out? One that you know they will believe in you in the long run and not just how you fit in a particular role at that moment. I think there's been a realization amongst employers and with talent about a number of things over the past 20 years, as you mentioned. You know, from an employer perspective, I think that most organizations that are winning in their markets understand that it is their team that is putting them in the position to be successful. Um, and it's not just about each individual on the team being capable. It's that business is increasingly becoming a team sport. It's how people work together. It's the culture that organizations foster that leads to their success. And um, if you are a head of talent at an organization, the role that you are playing at your company is more important than ever, particularly over the last handful of years as the pandemic was upon us and companies were trying to figure out how to be agile and nimble with their workforces. So employers have absolutely solidified a point of view that talent is at the core of their competitive strategy. On the flip side, I think that talented people around the world understand that it is no longer about any given job. It's about a job that puts you in a position to build a successful career. Um, I've done a lot of research on Generation Z and what they think about in their careers. And one of the things that they've learned is that the job that I have today sets me up for the career that I want tomorrow, that the job I have today teaches me things and those things that I'm learning are what's going to unlock opportunities that I'm excited about in the future. So I think that both of those lessons learned um, in the economy have been are incredibly powerful, both from the employer side, but also from the talent side. Now that you're at the, the very highest levels of the company um, and, and you've spoken about you know, the experiences as you move through a career, did you find that it was an easy transition? for you to, to get to this point from where you were before? And is it an, a seamless evolution, if you like, or do you find suddenly you're in a position and now you, you think you've got to be different? You've got to act different. How did, how did it work for you? Um, I don't know about your journey as a professional, but I think when I was growing up, I would watch movies about leaders and I would watch them stand in front of a room and speak as if they had all the answers with utter confidence. And my experience is that the world just doesn't work that way. 
that every person in every role wakes up in the morning with hard problems to solve, things that are concerning, things that are inspiring of them, and they do their best work every single day. And um, I've learned as a leader that the path to being a great leader is very similar, in my, in my opinion, to the path of being a great human being. People want to follow people they believe in, people that care about them. People are good at what they do. And so um, as I've grown in my career, what I've learned to is just to try to really become the best version of myself in all aspects of the job. And that that guiding principle has been um, everlasting. It has not changed at any level in the organization. Uh, the problems get bigger, the, the teams get larger and the issues more complex, but at the heart of it, it's about understanding myself. It's about working with my team and making sure that we come together in the best way that we can to solve whatever problems in front of us for our members and our customers. I mean, being a great human being equating to a good leader in business um, is perhaps something that 20 years ago wouldn't have been necessarily a priority. The, the bottom line would have been the bottom line. And, and, and as long as you got the job done and you were effective and you delivered on your, on your targets, then that was enough. Um, when, when do you think that started to change that you needed to be more than just, you know, hard nosed, if you like? Well, I think that one of the truisms of the last 50 years is that business has become more of a team sport. I think that there was a time when individual work was what led to companies being successful. Uh, and if you look at most companies today, you might have an engineering team and a marketing team and a sales team. And on any given project, they come together in a variety of ways to execute against any given strategy. And no team can be effective if just a single person does well. The team has to do well. And so then you can ask the question, well, what are the properties of high-performing teams? And you start to talk about things like trust. You talk about agility. You talk about being able to learn from mistakes. And those are inherently human characteristics that teams need to learn how to evolve in. So I think the big shift has been a shift from individual work to being the atomic unit of how companies get work done to teamwork being the atomic unit of how people get things done. I think the other thing that's going on is, and you see this on LinkedIn, um, People want to hear more from their leaders, what they stand for, what values they have in selecting what teams they want to work on. Um, at LinkedIn, we talk a lot about our vision and our purpose as an organization. And one of the reasons that's so important is that many of the most talented people, they have options. They get to pick what kinds of employers they want to work for and what projects they work on. And so if you want to attract the best talent, then you need to be transparent and visible as a leader. And so I don't think it's as much about an evolution of leadership as it is about what it means to be an effective leader in a day like today. I wonder if, if that, much of that is down to the fact that work life and, and life in general has become much quicker because of technology, because of, of, of you know, the widespread use of the internet and related tools that we, you know, perhaps before individualism worked because there was the space for it to work. Well, now, given how we have to, to kind of move so fast, we really need to work together. Uh, I think it's a hundred percent about speed. I think that in a, in a, a world that is slower, you can take 
your time to take a big body of work, break it into pieces, hand them out to individuals, and then reassemble them. And any given project, you can organize it in a way that is very deliberate and very linear. But the business world doesn't feel linear to me. Um, the, the data that we see on a daily basis, news about what's going on in our industry or in the economy at large or in Dubai specifically or MENA or around the world, it is changing on a regular basis. And so teams can't wait to make decisions. They need to make decisions together and they need to move quickly. And I think that that has fostered an era of teamwork being the fundamental skill of any given team. I think it's also one of the reasons why we're seeing more companies, and this is an around the world phenomenon, but, but also here in Dubai, is that there's a recognition that when people leave organizations, that the relationships and the knowledge that they take with them is very expensive to lose. And so I'm seeing more organizations invest in internal mobility, investing in the recognition that after two, three, four years in a role, people want to evolve. They want to try new things. They want to continue to learn. And if they, if they don't have those opportunities, that they may look elsewhere. And as a result, many companies are rethinking the investments that they're making in developing their own talent and then fostering mobility across the organization to find new roles. And ultimately, you know, if you assume that a talented person is going to find something new to do every handful of years, how do you make sure that that new thing is still at your organization? So if we move on to kind of new things, if you like, as, as you said, the, the Web3 era and the metaverse is, is, is coming towards us, um, if not completely upon us. And, and it kind of ties into what we've been talking about, which is one that many of the tools that we'll probably use when it comes to virtual reality, et cetera, will be about teamwork wherever we're located. But also suddenly we've got this whole new industry that people can branch out to. I mean, how's that impacting what you guys are doing at LinkedIn? I, I've um, had the great fortune of working at LinkedIn for 15 years. And one of the things that's been remarkably consistent over that time is our focus on creating economic opportunity for people, whether it's economic opportunity through um, career opportunities or through learning new skills or through sharing and engaging in professional knowledge. The vision of the company hasn't changed, but the technology has changed from desktop to mobile uh, to a more AI-driven future. And so I think that LinkedIn will continue to adapt to whatever technology comes in service of economic opportunity for our members and our customers and our, and our partners. Um, specifically, I think one of the things that that we have all learned over the past few years is that many people can get their work done in a variety of places. And yet when I talk to my customers, um, they continue to reinforce the power of people physically coming together. And so I think we're gonna learn a lot over the next handful of years of the role that the metaverse or virtual reality plays, the role that AI plays, um, but it continues to be magical when people come together to build relationships and get work done as a team. And I think that that's likely to continue into the future. Dan Shapiro from LinkedIn. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Well, that's all we've got time for. All that remains to thank our production team and you all for being with us. Do join us again next time.